0: Let me share with you something real quick before we... You can turn to Genesis 19. Genesis 19. Genesis 19. I'll go ahead and read the scripture and then... I won't preach long tonight. just got something on my heart here. Genesis 19, beginning in verse 15. Genesis 19, 15 says, And when the morning arose... Then the angels hastened Lot, saying, Arise, take thy wife and thy two daughters, which are here, lest thou be consumed in the iniquity of the city. And while he lingered, the men laid hold upon his hand, and upon the hand of his wife, and upon the hand of his two daughters, the Lord being merciful unto them. And they brought him forth and set him without the city. And it came to pass, when they had brought them forth abroad, That he said, escape for thy life, look not behind thee, neither stay thou in all the plain, escape to the mountain, lest thou be consumed. And Lot said unto them, O not so, my Lord. Behold, now thy servant hath found grace in thy sight, and thou hast magnified thy mercy, which thou hast shown unto me in saving my life. And I cannot escape to the mountain, lest some evil take me and I die. Behold, now this, this city is near to flee into, unto, and it is a little one. Oh, let me escape thither. It is not a little one. Is it not a little one? And my soul shall live. And he said unto him, See, I have accepted thee concerning this thing also, that I will not overthrow this city for the which thou hast spoken. Haste thee, escape thither, for I cannot do anything till thou come thither Therefore, the name of the city was called Zoar. The sun was risen upon the earth when Lot entered into Zoar. Then the Lord rained upon Sodom and Gomorrah, brimstone and fire from the Lord out of heaven. And he overthrew those cities and all the plain and all the inhabitants of the cities and that which grew upon the ground. But his wife looked back from behind him and she became a pillar of salt. And Abraham got up early in the morning to the place where he stood before the Lord. And he looked toward Sodom and Gomorrah and toward all the land of the plain, and beheld, and lo, the smoke of the country went up as the smoke of a furnace. And it came to pass when God destroyed the cities of the plain look at these next words that God remembered Abraham and sent Lot out of the midst of the overthrow when he overthrew the cities in which Lot dwelt. Back last summer, late summer, uh, a gentleman uh, was out on a lake and was fishing on that lake and uh, came upon a little cove and went back in the cove. And in that cove, he casted down the cove and got to a spot Threw in that spot and caught a nice bass. Caught a nice fish. Brought it up on the boat. And like most fishermen do, they want to take a picture of what they caught just so they have proof. And if you if you ever fish, you try your best to put it out way out in front of you. So that way it looks bigger when you take the picture. But it's pretty decent. It was a keeper, keeper fish. So he took the picture. And when he took the picture the phone slipped out of his hand and went, went into the water. That gentleman was me. <laughs> I don't know if you've ever had that happen to you. But from what I found out soon after the fact, it's a very common occurrence. Fishermen dropping phones into the water, catching, uh, you know, taking pictures of their fish. So as I watched the phone go down into the bottom of the abyss, I thought for a moment, I'm going to jump in and get it. And then I remembered, I looked at my depth finder and there was 25 foot of water. And I thought, nah, nah, I'll I'll rent scuba gear and maybe I'll find it. Well, the scuba gear wasn't available to rent at that point in time at this impoundment. So I uh, I decided, well, I'll cut my losses and I'll just go, I'll just go. And uh, thankfully, all everything was updated to the cloud and I could save all my contacts. All I needed was a phone. So I made my way to the, uh, the phone AT&T downtown. I have a point. You just bear with me for a second. Us evangelists, we got to make everything sound a little bit more dramatic than what it really is. So anyway, I, uh, I got the phone. I I went to the AT&T and, uh, I wanted one like, you know, to, to duplicate what I had. I would you know, if if there was one like that, that'd been great. If not, I'll take an older model. Of course, they didn't have any older models. They only had the one I had and plus newer models. And so the cost was going to be quite extravagant. And um, which I understand the the cost of phones is way beyond normal uh, for anyone. But, you know, it's one of those things I have you know, I spend a lot of my time on it and you call me and I call out prayer chains. So just for the sake of calling out prayer chains, I needed a new phone. So I, uh, they share with me the cost and as much as I regretted it, I, I was going to have to pay the money for a stupid mistake. And so I, uh, ironically, it happened to be Ashley Caseman's brother, his name's Sean, that works down there he was helping me out he said man i hate that and i said yeah i do too <laughs> and uh so i uh he went back and got one and he said i said well what's gonna be the final cost and he, he gave me the final cost and i was like uh that's uh, no you're something's wrong because you quoted me this but you're saying it's a lot less i mean like eight nine hundred dollars less than what he said than what he originally said. And I'm like, well, I don't, I don't get it. What do you, what do you mean? He said, well, we looked up your account. And when you got on the plan of your phone, you took out insurance. And so your phone's not going to be as expensive because you're covered. And so the little preacher, the poor preacher inside me goes, (laughs) I'm covered said, now you will have to follow a process, but you will be covered. I said, this is my mistake. I dropped it in the water. I mean, I'm, I'm, not, I'm not lying here. I, I did exactly that. And now there's bass taking pictures of themselves and, you know, <laughs> down the bottom of that lake. And so uh, he said, no, you're covered. So I called the insurance and I filed a claim like you're supposed to. Kid you not, one of the options to pick was, can you access your phone? I put no. Have you dropped your phone into a lake? <laughs> I am not even kidding. I said, yes. When I finally got to speak to an American, I, uh, I said, does this happen often? I said, you'd be surprised. Every single day, we have someone that's dropped a, a phone in the water. But he said, you're exactly right. You have coverage. We're going to get you one out. You'll have one tomorrow and you'll just have to pay pay your deductible. But what I'm trying to tell you is the cost that I would have had to pay was a lot greater. But because I was covered, even though it was my mistake, even though I messed up because of... (laughs) Because I was covered, the cost was taken care of for me. Now that I had to sacrifice and there were some things I had to give up in order for me to get a replacement phone. But I am thankful at that point in time that I was covered. That I was covered. Now you're saying, Brian, what does that have to do with this passage of scripture? I'm so glad you asked. As George Holly says, you're asking good questions. Keep it up. When I read to you the text, no doubt you thought, oh, he's going to preach about Sodom and Gomorrah, he's going to come down hard, and and I should. I should, because see, a lot of people spend a lot of time on Sodom and Gomorrah, but what you may not understand is a lot of people would say that Sodom and Gomorrah was destroyed specifically because of homosexuality, but that's not why they were destroyed. It was a lot greater than that. If you go to the chapter 13 of genesis if you go to jeremiah and also if you go to ezekiel you'll find there was a compound unrighteousness that caused God to rain down judgment upon Sodom and Gomorrah they were full of pride they didn't take care of the poor there was a homosexuality there, the, the men were evil in that day listen folks it was a, it was a compound uh, amount of sin that they were committing they were an unrighteous evil pair of cities and God said judgment was about to come and so as he pronounced the judgment You'll find that right in the middle of all this is the nephew of Abraham and his name is Lot. Now, before I get into that, let me me tell you this. The book of Genesis, of course, we know is a a book about creation. And we know how God, It explains it all out in the first few chapters about god's creation, but it's more than about god's creating the earth I believe genesis also is about the creation of god's covenant to his children And I want you to understand this We we've we tried to mess up that covenant we tried, if you, if you look in Genesis especially, you'll find there was a lot of times that we as, uh, as people tried to mess up the covenant that he uh, so freely bestowed on us. But I'm thankful he always had a plan to circumvent our mess ups. And even though, thank God, we have messed up, even though Adam and Eve sinned in the garden, aren't you glad God had a plan? And God's covenant has always been kept. Thank God there is no jeopardy to his covenant. His covenant will not be canceled in this culture of cancellation. Everybody wants to cancel everything. Let me tell you one thing that's not gonna be canceled. It's the promises and the covenant of God. If God says it's gonna happen, you bank on it, it's gonna happen. And he promises us if we are covered under his blood thank God hallelujah and if we're covered under his grace thank God it don't matter what's gonna happen thank God we're gonna be saved because we're covered we're covered the promises of God are never in jeopardy they're never gonna change and so Sodom and Gomorrah here's about ready to be destroyed God sends down two angels and in the midst of Before this happened, these angels go to Lot and his family. I want you to notice something with me. That these angels, when they came down and told him of the judgment that was to come, notice this. Instead of fleeing right away, which they should have done, the Bible says that Lot lingered. And any time you linger and you... Do not hastily go. When God says to go, there always be repercussions. And so I'm not sure exactly why Lot lingered, but he lingered. We know for a fact that his wife, she loved the city that she lived in. No doubt Lot had some investment in that city and I'm sure he was probably thinking and had doubt in his mind that if he should leave or not. But the Bible says, I want you to notice what it says. Even though Lot, he lingered, the Bible says that the angel came down. The angel was there rather and the angels pulled them out of that city and got them out of that city. Even though they didn't want to leave, the angels pulled them out. Why? Because God had a purpose for Lot's wife and for for Lot's life rather and for Lot's family. And the purpose of this was that God was gonna keep his covenant. And God's covenant, thank God it wasn't with Lot. God's covenant was with his uncle Abraham. And remember when the covenant started? The covenant started way many chapters before this. When he said, I'm gonna preserve thee. I'm I'm gonna bless them that bless thee. I'm gonna curse them that curse thee. But there was an evil that came and, and, and Abraham went to God and pleaded with God and said, God, don't destroy that. Don't destroy that city. I'll say, you know what? You know what, Abraham, if you can find me just a certain amount of people, you can find me 50 people, righteous people, I'll spare it and guess what? You all know what happened. He went, couldn't find him. So he went back for less, couldn't find him. He went back for less people. He couldn't find him. He went back for less, went back for, if you could just find 10 people, I'll spare the city. He couldn't find him. But because God kept his promise with Abraham, he said, I'm gonna cover Lot. And so judgment reigned. Lot escaped. Lot was pulled out. Those same hands that pulled Lot out, in the verses that I read to you were the same hands that pulled Lot back into safety just a few verses earlier. You remember when the angels came and visited Lot? If you'll read that beginning of the chapter, you'll find that these angels came and because of the evil, the evilness the of those men, they wanted to use those men for, for impure things and he, he, Lot wouldn't send them out. And so the men said, okay, if you ain't gonna send them out, then we'll take you, we'll take your family. And the angel, the same angel that pulled them out of the city, pulled them into safety. Even though they, they didn't pray for it, he pulled him back into safety and they pulled him out of that evil destruction. I'm telling you, folks, I don't know if you're following me or not, but I want to try to tell you this. I'm thankful in my life that the covenants of God and the promises of God, even though I didn't know exactly what was going on, God pulled me back into safety time, and at times he pulled me out of destruction. There were times I didn't know which direction I was going, even though I didn't ask him to do it. He did it anyway. Why? Because he had there was a purpose in my life that needed to be fulfilled. How many times can we can we say that we were planning to go a certain direction in our life and it was an evil direction but God in his providence, God in his wisdom pulled us out of safety pulled us out of harm's way and brought us into safety. Aren't you thankful for the hand of God that thank God the the, the purpose in our life thank God will not override the providence of God. Hallelujah. God promised that he would take care of Abraham's seed and so there Lot was and he went to this little place called Zor and when he was there after he got to Zor notice what the Bible says he wanted to take him, they wanted to take him up on a mountain and Zor and and Lot said no wait a minute I don't want to go up to that mountain because someone may kill me there so I want to go to Zor I want to go to another city. It's a small city. But if I go there, then we're going to be protected. And when it comes to the purpose of God, I want you to notice, secondly, I want you to notice our preferences. If our preferences line up with God's purpose, he will allow it to happen. God's purpose was for them to be safe. And he allowed Lot to get his preference To make sure that he would be safe and his family would be safe. So many times I have young people ask me, what is the will of God for my life? And how do I know which direction I should go? Not only even young people, but even, uh, you know, college career and even middle age. What direction should I go? What's the will of God for my life? I'll tell you this. Sometimes we have to understand that our preferences may not match up to what God's purpose is for our life. But I promise you this, if your preferences match up with God's purpose in your life, there's no devil in hell that can stop it from happening. That's why you have to make sure, and we, I, I say this a lot, and you're going to get tired of me saying it, but we use Psalm 37.4 as almost like a wish list. Psalm 37.4 says this, delight yourself in the Lord and he'll give thee the desires of thine heart. And what we say is if we serve the Lord, we can ask for anything that's the desire of our heart and he'll give it to us. That's not what that means. Don't use that verse and say it that way. Because I know you may serve God. There are some Christians that love the Lord with all their heart. But you sometimes you may ask for things that God don't want you to have. I'm still preaching. Well, what that really means is if you delight yourself in the Lord, he'll give thee the desires. He'll give you the right desire. If you love the Lord with all your heart, you'll have a desire to love the Lord with all your heart. You have a desire to read His word. You have a desire to go to the house of God. You have a desire to pray and carry a burden. You have a desire to give to ministry. You have a desire to worship God. You have a desire to put him first in your life. and you have a desire to pick the right preferences. and when you pick the right preference and it lines up with God's purpose, no devil in hell can stop it from happening. And so Lot said, "I want to go to Zoar." So that's exactly what happened. They let him go to Zoar. And then when the sun rose up in verse 23 and Lot entered into Zoar, the Bible says the Lord rained upon Sodom and Gomorrah brimstone and fire from the Lord. Overthrew the cities and all the plain. All the inhabitants of the cities which grew upon the ground. Notice verse 26. But his wife looked back from behind him, and she became a pillar of salt. So here's the problem. Here's the problem. Here's the tension of this entire text. Look at what happened. Why? I I, I always had this picture in my mind, and I don't know why I did. Maybe maybe it's cause as as a, as a young boy there was this cartoon that was on a religious channel. It was called Superbook. Anybody remember watching Superbook? Okay, I'm sorry. I know that. <laughs> just a few of you, but Superbook always had this cartoon of Lot's wife turned into a pillar of salt, and it was it was the way they showed it was all she was running away, and as the city was burning down, she turned around and looked, looking at the city, and that's why she turned to a pillar of salt. But if you read this correctly, that's not at all what happened. They were already. To Zohar. And the Bible says. She looked back. From behind him. She was behind her husband. And turned around. And looked at something. That was already dead. By this time. Sodom and Gomorrah had already been destroyed. Leveled. It was nothing but smoke rising up. And she turned around turned around and looked at nothing. Why did she do that? Why did she do that? Because her heart was not in the same direction as her body. Her heart was in a different place than her body was. She was in Zoar, but her heart was still in Sodom and Gomorrah. She turned around and she would rather look and live with a dead, something dead in her past as live for God and follow his will. I wonder how many of us, God's telling you, you need to move forward. You need to move beyond the things that have happened in your life. And yet your heart is still living in something that's dead. And you'll never, ever be able to move forward with God and follow what God has purpose for your life until you forsake the problem and continue to go forward. It's impossible to walk forward and look back. You can't do it. It's impossible, and spiritually, it's impossible. Why live in the past when God has a future full of life ahead of you? She turned into a pillar of salt, and then notice what it says. And Abraham got up early in the morning. I want you to look at this provision. Look at this promise. Abraham got up early in the morning to the place where he stood before the Lord. And he looked toward Sodom and Gomorrah and toward all the land of the plain. Behold, the smoke of the country went up as the smoke of a furnace. It came to pass when God destroyed the cities of the plain that God remembered Abraham and sent Lot out of the midst of the overthrow when he overthrew the cities in which Lot dwelt. Lot was saved. And his daughters were saved by only one reason. Because they were covered. They were covered. They were covered. What the, why, why were they covered? Because way before this, Abraham had a talk with God. And God said, I will spare your nephew because your blood is on him. And since your blood is on him, I will spare him. If it were any other reason... He would die with them. But because your blood is on him, I will spare him. So Abraham went from an uncle to a mediator. He stood in the stead of his nephew so that his nephew could be saved. And because his blood was upon his nephew, his nephew and his daughters were saved because of someone else stood in his place. I don't know who that sounds like to you, but that sounds like someone like Jesus to me. It sounds like, we deserve to die, we deserve fire and judgment and hell, but because someone stood in our place and someone said, Lord, I'll go, I'll die, and because his blood is upon my life. When God looks down and sees me, he sees the blood of his son. And hallelujah, I can make it to heaven tonight. Why? Because I'm covered by the blood of Jesus.